Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reinald Show, we have another baseball-related episode. We're going to talk about restoring GERD a little bit. We're going to talk about weighted balls during the rehab process and after a surgery. And we're going to talk about some PRI techniques to restore shoulder range of motion in baseball players. The Ask Mike Reinald Show. Helping people feel better, move better, Perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I'm up here at Champion PT and Performance in Boston with Lenny Macrina, Dave Tilly, Dan Pope. And the Scoobs. Scoobs. The Scoobs, Scoobs. our new student. Uh, Mike from Northeastern University is here to ask us some awesome, awesome questions. I call them Scoobs when it's Scadudes. I don't know. But Scoobs just makes you think of Holy Diver, so. Okay. <laughs> Crickets. Cricket. Yeah. Can, can, can we edit and insert a cricket thing in it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know why. What do you want to call it? I don't know. It, it has, it's only. We've only known them for a short period of time, so we're just working on. I'll grow into something. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. Scoobs, what do we got for awesome questions? Today? Oh, today is an awesome baseball-related episode. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, exactly. These hey, guys I always have get five down. Five baseball players right now. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and pretty I good. Play catch. Not are... throw, but catch. So we got some awesome baseball-related questions today. I really like the questions today. One of them came from a coach, which I think is awesome that the coaches are getting involved now. It's not just the clinicians and stuff. So um, let's let's hit it. Let's talk some baseball. Okay, we have Coach Starnes from Texas. Mike, Lenny, Dave, and the rest of the crew, thanks for all the great resources you have put out. I've been following your work, which has led me to assess my players each year. This has been a huge game-changer for our program. I now have a high school senior who is presenting with over 30 degrees of total range of motion loss between his throwing and non-throwing shoulders. All of this loss is in internal rotation. I am not sure where we might try to help this athlete. I just want to do what I can to keep him healthy through the season so that we can get him off the college ball. Uh, Coach, thank you. Uh, yeah, great questions. You. Yeah, congrats and awesome work for trying to take some science, take some knowledge, and apply it to your team. I mean, you, I, I hope it really is a game changer for you. Um, to answer your question, I think you have done everything you can. I think that's fantastic. You've done a great screen. You've assessed the people and you've identified an issue. Now it's probably time to outsource, though, yeah. right? It's probably probably time to send that to somebody for some for some assistance because one, we have to make sure that. That nothing's injured, which it probably isn't, but nothing's you know pathological, we'll say. Uh, and then two is we have to figure out what it is uh, you know to get that motion back. So um, I think you're doing the the athlete uh, disservice if you just start throwing some drills at them that you may find on YouTube. Most of them don't understand baseball players very well, so a lot of them are probably what I would call contraindicated for baseball players. So I think you're doing them a disservice there. I think you get them a nice assessment with a rehab specialist, somebody that has some good manual therapy and see what they need to do to restore that range of motion but you know to answer your question you've done it already and you're ahead of the game right because we usually see the kids when it's too late you know they they had that motion that you've identified tried to pitch on it and then got injured and and now they're seeing us and we have to work backwards so um you know we see kids like that all the time and just in a few weeks we can get them back show them some drills to like maintain on their own and 
You know, I don't know. Yeah. You know, could be good. Yeah. Well said. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Coach Scoobs. Next question. Brett from South Dakota. Hey, guys. You have recently discussed weighted baseballs on the podcast and in your blogs with respect to injury risk. Do you use them at all during rehab and return to throwing for any of your patients with elbow or shoulder pain or with any patients post-operatively? If so, how? Yeah, I mean, so we definitely use weighted balls in almost every program with every overhead athlete. We've probably been, I don't know, been doing that at least 20 years now, uh, doing weighted balls in our programs. It's all about how you do it, when you do it, the volume of, you, of how you do it. So, you know, for example, let's say Tommy John, right? We start throwing a one-pound ball at, what, about 14 weeks, give or take. It depends on the person and what their long-term objectives are, but as early as 14 weeks, you know, and we do that for a specific reason, and I think that's the point. We're not just implementing a blind weighted ball program where we're applying a technique because we want a desired outcome. So the desired outcome in weighted balls, especially with the overweight balls, is that um, it can increase your layback a little bit and get like a dynamic stretch of your shoulder. So we do that, you know, early in the process before they start throwing a little bit to make sure that they have that dynamic mobility in that throwing motion. So we do that all the time. Uh, if people are struggling with, with layback after shoulder surgery, we may do that. But again, it's about how you apply it, right? It's, you know, we're not doing it to, you know, to take them from normal to this max level. We're just, we're trying to get them back to normal, you know, so you have to be really careful so right. you know what, what would you add Len? Yeah I mean when we use it and we're, we're doing a little research here to figure out the effect the true effects at least that we can see so we'll have more information in the year or so but it's I think safely implemented and not not using it on certain kids that may respond negatively so you know skeletally, skeletally mature uh, strong enough and obviously no pain um, or understanding the risks potentially involved because you can get hurt doing this stuff so I think just selective, selecting the kid that's appropriate and not necessarily doing it for a whole team it's when you start just using the same program for a whole team or a whole group of kids that I think that's when you start running into issues. Yeah, and so to go back to the question about the injury now, what are you doing post-op there? You know, you got to think, Lenny, Lenny said it really well, like one of the people we completely contraindicate this for is skeletally immature. So why? I mean, well, because it overloads your tissue and your open growth plate when it's susceptible to injury. So if you think about somebody that just had Tommy John surgery, they just had these two huge tunnels drilled in their bone. Right. The last thing you want to do is overload that and risk, uh, you know, a, a, a not, a, not only a graft, failure but a tunnel fracture you know you fracture the tunnel that'll probably be the last baseball player you rehab you know that that word gets around fast that that happened <laughs> you know yeah. so um you know it, it, you definitely don't want to do that at that point in the game you got to think about what weighted balls are used for right like so right now they're used for velocity development quite a bit we use them as a tool for some range of motion uh activities type thing but it's it's a very small tool for us if you're trying to gain velocity and you want to talk about somebody post-op now i think it, it comes down to crunch uh, chronicity of this now. So if you think about it, like you got a new graft. This graft was just a tendon. It wasn't even a ligament. It was just a tendon months ago, right? So this thing has to adapt to being able to withstand this type of dynamic stress. So you got to get them up and to, to really be able to bear the load of a normal stress before you start over or underloading this because that increases the amount of stress on there. So be careful now. A lot of people don't understand the science and they're, they're implementing some of these things wrong. ASMI just released a study that showed overload, which they only showed up to seven ounces. So not a significant amount of overload, just from five to seven. 
step analysis, they said overload had a decreased amount of peak stress. But that's not telling you the whole story. People aren't getting this here. They had an overall increase of stress because it was a lower peak stress over a longer duration of time. So that's still more stress. So you don't want to add more stress before those tissues can handle normal stress. So when would you do it, Tommy John? I don't know, I think to me, you gotta return. You gotta right. get there and you gotta handle it. So have a competitive season, they, maybe that next off season. Right, that's exactly what I was gonna say. But, Let but, them get back and throw and then maybe reassess from the yeah. you know, 18, 24 months out and you stop, maybe. If, if your velo's down at that <laughs> right. point, I've gotta imagine there's other reasons right. why. And the last thing I'm gonna do is just say, I'm gonna ignore that right. you're weak, your arm's weak, you lost mobility, right. your, your mechanics are off still from getting back from the injury. I'm gonna ignore all that and just make you throw a heavy ball. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. So, I mean, so yes, we use it, but it's a very small tool. Um, I think using it as a velocity enhancement thing, there's much better things to do. And you know what? We're better than that. I think we're better than that as a profession. So, anyway. Carly from Minnesota. I like that question. Hi, Champion PT. Hi. Hi, Carly. Wondering about your thoughts on PRI exercises to address total rotational motion and GERD discrepancies. Now, this, this is a good question. PRI is becoming popular. So PRI is Postural Restoration Institute. It's becoming popular and obviously popular in baseball players. Um, I don't know. I mean, anyone, do you guys go through PRI much? Anyone gone to a, a course? Yeah, you've you done the home study thing? So PRI is very interesting. So they have some manual techniques that work on positioning of your, kind of your ribs, your thorax, your shoulder girdle, those types of things. There's some manual techniques. So let's say, for example, on your right shoulder, you think they have limited internal rotation. They probably don't, by the way, but if they do, and they really do, and it's not soft tissue because you've already addressed that, right? If it's not that, and you still think and it's alignment issue, you can do a manual technique to reposition the thorax, the shoulder girdle, and gain internal rotation. But you didn't magically gain internal rotation. Your total rotation did not go up. Nothing magical happened. You, you subsequently lost external rotation. So all you did was just reposition the way the ball sits in the joint and change that. So I don't think you want to decrease external rotation. I think you're going to put them in a, in a more disadvantageous position if you ask me. So now let's talk lefty. You do the same technique in a lefty, it's the same thing. Now in a lefty, you've gained external rotation because you've done the exact opposite. Now, do you want that? So, you know, I'm a big fan of alignment. I'm not, I'm not a huge PRI guy myself. I mean, I've gone through a few of their courses. I've worked with tons of people that, that, that use it quite a bit, and, and I've seen it in action. For me, I, I care more about alignment than following one specific system. When it comes to alignment in an asymmetrical sport, I think I'm less excited about that. Sometimes you want to embrace the asymmetry. So, yeah. I don't know. Add to that. Somebody add to that. I would, I would just, I mean, clearly I'm not the baseball mechanics expert, but you make an acute, large change in the range of motion, and they go and they do something they've been doing for years the same way with that exact pattern, you're going to throw a huge wrench in their gears. And we've seen that happen with some gymnastics-based athletes where you give them 20 degrees more of overhead motion, like, all right, go go swing. Yeah. And, like, that is not right. going to end well. You, that's, like, a, a subtle change that needs to be adapted and accommodated to. So, if you go, like, from... Know, all the way one is it good or bad and two is like now you have a brand new pitching mechanic it's going to be a little bit weird yeah i've seen more people uh, do poorly with this than good with this does that make sense yeah 
So, I mean, again, alignment's important, but asymmetrical alignment is also something that you want sometimes. We have this discussion in baseball all the time. They're very asymmetrical. Most sports are very asymmetrical. Do we want to spend our time in trying to get them symmetrical? Or I, I think the asymmetry is what makes them effective. So do we want to actually want to enhance the asymmetry? <laughs> you know, it's, it depends on, you know, what your goal is sometimes. Opposite the <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know. Yeah, yeah, do the opposite. <laughs> um, yeah, awesome. Was that three? That's three. Awesome. Scoops. What an episode. Fish a good one. Nailed it. Yeah, good work, guys. I like it. Uh, awesome baseball-related questions. I like it. Um, ask us more. Keep going away. MikeReynolds.com. Click on the podcast link. You can submit a form to ask us questions. Anything related to PT, fitness, business, baseball, gymnastics, CrossFit, fitness, powerlifting, Olympic lifting. What else? Lifting. Lifting. Awesome. So plenty, <laughs> plenty, games. plenty, plenty of good, good questions. So, no, but keep asking away. Do us a favor. Go to iTunes, rate and review this podcast. Um, you know, give us some good feedback. We read those because we want to actually improve the podcast. So, uh, you know, help us out, leave a review, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.